Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 118 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's custom model tools and return to kit form. I'm your host, Stuart, here on another beautiful Monday night when we're recording this. 29th of May already. My God, it's gone by quick. And I'm joined by my two regular partners in crime from the North Shore of Lake Erie, where construction is still going on, chores galore. For a guy who's retired, he's busier than ever. Mr. Jeff Island, how are you, sir? I'm suffering great pain from all the work that you just described. I know. Well, you are the cool father and the cool and the, and the cool grandfather. Hopefully, hopefully they will pick a nice home for you when it's time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working towards. Had a boy. Had a boy. Okay. And of course, from west of Chicago land, where the sun is also shining as well, we get the advanced look of if we're going to get crappy weather. Getting ready in a not quite in a panic yet, but I see the work the, the workbench is looking full. Mr. Terry Measley. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. It has indeed been dry and it sunny. Has. It has. So, Mr. Terry Measley, two weeks to go to Wonderfest. Yeah, less than. Yeah, I know. You're, Hell, you're getting I'll, busy. Two weeks from now, I'll be home from Wonderfest. I know. I know. It's like I was. I noticed one of our members, Dave, Dave Blappiger-Gertam, uh, was showing his workbench as he's rapidly getting stuff ready. So Yeah, I wish I had space that I could do an arc light on my bedroom, yeah. on my um, my workbench. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. So, you know Speaking what? Speaking of Dave, uh, yeah. Dave is, Dave is going to be helping us out this year with uh, with a few things. He's doing a, a gloss finishes demo Ooh. at Wonderfest. Yeah, yeah let's, let's talk about that. Less than two weeks away. Yeah, um, the know, demo schedule is completely full. Completely full. Yeah, with one exception on the figures model side, but I wasn't recruiting for that. So well, that's right. So. <laughs> for, for those of our listeners who aren't necessarily familiar with Dave's work, um, he's the one who's uh, who did a a, a Falke um, uh, machine and Krieger Falke in Gulf uh, racing colors mm-hmm. that was absolutely pristine. Beautiful yeah. color, and he, and he did a GT40 in the same colors. Yes. I mean, his 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 quality of uh, of uh, of gloss finish is probably, you know, there's very few that can beat it. Yeah, yes, there, there's a, a when the Lauren Peterson is up in the theaters that same time, but I probably will stick around and listen to Dave's talk. Well, yeah, I know, and he's he's done quite a few things in golf markings. Now we we wind him up every time he has a new kid. What are you going to do in golf markings? Well, of course <laughs> he is. It's well, every time he makes one, every time he does a pickup too. I know. Every yeah, time he does a kit in golf markings, he wins an award at a contest. I know so exactly. Exactly. So yeah, June tenth and eleventh, yeah. Louisville, Kentucky. If I would like by, just to yeah, I would like just to stay on the demos on the vehicle side. Yeah. We have got a bunch of first time contributors this time. Yeah, it's it's I, I've given talks almost every year since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it's not really 
passing the torch, but it's like there are other guys who do phenomenal work. Yeah. Uh, Will yeah. Barton's been doing a great bunch of stuff. Yeah, I got him and um and Scott Michael uh doing uh one on cleaning up 3D prints. So there we got go. several of them on making the files and printing and all that, but I really wanted someone to show us how to clean these things that's up that's going to be well. cool that's going to be awesome so yeah 33rd yeah, year fantastic. yeah lots of amazing uh the vendor room of course good ton of awesome sponsors amazing figure models our sponsor of the podcast called tv man blackheart badger tag team hobbies we're good friends with them iwata and fine scale modeler they're all going to be there uh make sure if you see terry i believe anthony goodman's going to be there as well make sure you anthony will be make sure you reach out and say hi yeah, we'll uh, be know. traveling down in Neil's truck this time. Oh boy, there you go, road trip. <laughs> Canadian, and the Canadian Embassy will be there. Uh, probably, you know, not everyone likes the cigars, but <laughs> follow the, the haze. Yes. Yeah, follow the haze and the, you know, the uh, the socialist companionship that 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 we bring down there for the states. So, <laughs> all right, check that out. So, also speaking of uh, winning shows and stuff like that. We just had a show up here, Torcan, which is put on by the Peel Scale Modelers. Uh, they did an amazing show uh, just this weekend. Um, our local club did quite well. I think they had almost 700 models on the table. Um, our local chapter president, Frank, under his model logger account, he did an absolute ton of photos. Like yeah, an absolute yeah. ton. And just I've got the link there to the Facebook page. It'll be in the show notes. And again, the quality is always just amazing. I, I hear the stores were, uh, the vendors did quite well as always. Um, Jeff and I didn't go. We were good. Um, cause oh, we, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Blew my brains out at Heritage Con. What can well, I say? Exactly. Then we've got our own show coming up in a short few months, but again, just some amazing builds, uh, that were at the table. Good, good, good comradeship, all that good stuff. So definitely check those out. Uh, congrats to Peel Scale Modeler on another amazing show. Uh, the next big show, I think, in our neck of the woods coming up is going to be our show. Um, Probably. Yeah. Big so, show. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So, yeah, definitely uh, check check that out. And that's from the show side. And let me just continue here. So, as always, with the mailbag, um, you know, we always want to hear from you. Let me let us know if you have any comments and suggestions. Scalemodelpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we did get uh, quite a bit of mail, but, but we'll talk about that uh, during our first our first interview. So let's just go right on with the latest hobby announcements because, you know, it may be summer coming up, but my God, people keep releasing things. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of nice things. So first one, a new company, Red Pill Models. They're going to be releasing a new 132nd scale F4B Phantom. Uh, new tooling, very high level of detail. Uh, they just show the front end for now. But even the canopy sections and that, it looks pretty nice. I'm not a phantom guy, so I don't know if it's accurate, but man, does it look nice. It looks amazing. Yeah. Just and looking at these. Oh. Yeah, early 2024. It's a long time since we've had a uh since we've had an F4B in this particular scale. And it's a it's a big beastie. So keep keep that in mind. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, phantom fanatics. Who are just really looking yeah, I mean, just looking at the parts break down on that canopy. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Holy mackerel! Yeah. Oh man, you get the framing in the glass. Yeah, and all which mirrors and really mirrors. helps though. Yeah, mm. exactly. Okay, and also I, this might make some other people happy, uh, particularly Corsair fanatics, one to forty-eight scale, 
uh, Magic Batteries coming out with the early F4U1A-2 in 148 scale. But what's interesting, this is a dual combo. So you'll actually get two kits of this and you can build them in both variations. So they've got some uh, updated uh, uh, box art and CAD renderings from our friends at the Modeling News. It's gonna be a limited edition. Um, so yeah, this looks very nice as well. Um, you know, they show the CAD views and stuff like that. So again, up to now, I guess the pinnacle has always been the, 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 uh, to me again, mm -hmm. it always just fell together. It's the one I built and, you know, they've got the detailed rivets, panel lines. It's like a bit of stress skin, skin. The engine looks absolutely gorgeous. Gun bays, you can build open and closed, etc. Four different schemes. Two for, two for each of the aircraft supplied in the box. So, uh, yeah, this looks like it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, too. So, uh, yeah, some photo etch. Yeah, I'm uh, very interested to see these. Yeah, nice cockpit masks. Yeah, I figured you would be. Both types of canopies. Yeah, uh, they, they were, that that's exceptionally well done. Yeah. So From 44. I'd like to see some of the really early ones. Yeah. I wonder so, if you can backdate them back to the like well, the beginning of the war. You never know if they do popular with this, right? We always say mm -hmm. if they're popular, they'll go back. Okay, next up in small, a little bit smaller scale, uh, Mung's got a brand new tool, M1A2 Abrams uh, Test 1, Test 2 tank on the way. So again, 172nd scale, uh, good for gaming and all that, 140 millimeters by 61 millimeters. Still a big beast in that scale. Uh, so this is the updated one. This is the tank urban, the test means tank urban survival kit. Includes added on armor against chemical, energy armor, piercing projectiles, bulletproof steel and glass shields uh, to protect the commander and loader hatches and a coaxial mounted heavy machine gun mounted on the main gun. Uh, apparently it's really helped in those urban, urban situations. So again, looks like a nice looking kit. And again, this That's is 172nd. Awesome. This, this is... Wow, I'm gonna go. I'd go blind building this, but <laughs> well, we September got a, release. We got a few guys in our club who are who have been. I mean, they're armor oh, builders, yeah. and yeah. they but they've been they've been delving into 172nd kits like Frank and uh, yeah, doing great work. So, oh I mean, yeah, there's some great guys. He's gonna go nuts. He's going nuts with this. Mm -hmm. The uh, Lincoln length track, nice and easy to assemble. There, I see that only a couple of parts, so you're not having to put together 300. Little track pieces in 70 seconds. Mung's not that cruel to you. No, it looks a simplified build, which is suitable for this. Yeah. Okay. And more, and I figured sooner or later something was going to happen like this. Border models, they've been talking about having a B5 and Kate in 135th scale. They've released some other stuff from the European theater in the 135th scale, kind of good for making dioramas. Well, this is an interesting one. This comes with the, uh, this is going to have the Akagi bridge with the flight deck. Um, and, uh, and, and a Kate possibly, uh, yeah, with the B5 Nakajima and Kate test shot build. So it sounds like they might be, a basically, uh, yeah, everything's going to come. It's going to be the B5 N2 bomber and the Akagi deck and tower. Wow. Um, no release dates yet. Um, but you know, we did, we, they did, we did talk about, I think we talked about this last show or the show before. Um, and again, this poster was at uh, was at was at the Shizuka Hobby Show. So yeah, this looks, this looks really nice. Yeah, really nice. You know, with, at, given the way these uh, uh, the, the, you're getting these turret kits and and now an island kit, 
you know, in due course, you'll be able to build an entire 135th scale something or other. <laughs> it oh, seems like that's where they're going. I, I, yeah. heard from, I, I heard from our friends out of Australia because uh, On the Bench just did their, their recording a couple of days ago, and they talked about this. And they were joking about, oh, maybe someone will build a 135th Akagi. It would be, like, larger than a, a, a small boat. You know, if they, did a, if they did a an elevator or something yeah yeah that, I, i'd probably buy that yeah that'll, <laughs> you know, and that'll that'll again even make people say see they're going to do it step by step well you know what's funny though we we have started to see you know like if you go to certain clubs and sings and shows people have done that I oh yeah in the far east where people will do a, a 170 second scale carrier and everyone as the group build contributes models to it Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely. I, I, well, I think, yeah. How long before they go the Diagostini, uh, subscription oh, yep. yeah. business model yeah. where you get a piece, you know, a little bit of a, an aircraft carrier each month until eventually yep. you have a yep. 35th scale Akagi that your yep. wife <laughs> wonders yeah. where the hell you're going to put, put that it. thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, you basically have to send in proving that you're single. You're not married. And then well, you gotta go. Oh, but, I didn't. I I I didn't uh, mention the uh, the air wing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole monthly subscription approach uh, does help to sort of sneak the kit into the house. <laughs> no, no. I think eventually they will catch on. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah so, the, I know. so the island here does not have the futon armor, but um, that it, it's only a matter of time before that. Gets oh, 3D printed up. Yeah. Or the yeah. Not that you can't do it, it with yeah. with epoxy putty. You yeah. could do it, but, you know. But yeah, that looks. Yeah, it'll be three D printed for sure. Somebody will come up with it in yeah. zero time. Yeah. Oh, they'll yeah. probably offer it as an added add-on bonus. Exactly. Yeah. All right. It'll be like Qatari, where they say, you know, if you if you uh, sign up early for the kit, then we'll give you this little addition. Yep. 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 All right, moving on, we have our good friends at Geico Models. Uh, you know, here's one I don't think we've seen much for figures before. Uh, seen some rural Vietnam. So these are various stuff you can do in your Vietnam diorama. So you've got, uh, uh, basically, you've got farming in Vietnam. So a water buffalo and two farmers on plow, on plows. One of the beasts lying down where the other one is hardest up on the plow. Uh, what else here? Uh, there's also con- a similar set with a lady, uh, with the water buffalo and some sort of stalks or some sort it's, of stork. Sorry, it's that's that's an egret, egret sitting yeah. on top of the back of a yeah. water buffalo in the water. We then have Vietnamese children, puppy and water buffalo set. So two kids and a and a puppy on top of on top of two buffalo, and then we've got a farmer cattle and cart set. So I'm not top. sure how well you work into this with a, a diorama, but I I applaud the effort. This you, know, you this never is know, kind of cool, right? You never know what's up, but you know. But hey, the fact that they're that 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 that, that they're willing yeah. to do it, I think that's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome I, I, idea. So, all right, let's see what else do we have here. Oh yes, uh, Storm Factory. Uh, we've mentioned some previous releases from them. Two more F5 Tigers. In this case, an F5E and an F5F, both from the South Korean Air Force. I believe these are their aggressor squadrons, um, so at least the F5E. So big 132nd scale, but, you know, that size is a small aircraft, so you can get away with that with 132nd. And then the it F5F is. is a dual seater. I just love the look of this plane. Always it, have. Oh, yeah. It's just a nice, 
a nice place. It's a sports car. It looks like a sports car. Exactly. You know, and, and what, 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 what is it we say? MiG 28s. No one's ever been this close before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Yeah. So kind of neat again. I know there's a lot of people who, who, who like them. So, okay. Also moving on. Well, this is from our good friends at the modeling news. Uh, Red Fox Studio has some quick set 3D interior decal sets, some more new ones, again, with this 3D printing. Oh, I do want to call back to these F5s. I scrolled down. At the very bottom, the first batch of the kits will have a bonus 3D printed exhaust nozzles included. So we're seeing some more of this, little incentives. Little incentives. I think that's good. Yes. You you, you definitely need, need it. So, Okay. Uh, Red Fox Studio, yes. More of the 3D printed you know, internal internal uh, acrylic detail sets. Just gorgeous. Look at yeah. some of these pictures. They've got the F-35A, the Eurofighter, a 109G10. Um, it looks like they've got possibly two different scales for the F-35. Yeah, 132nd, yeah. 148. Yeah, so you're welcome. These are cool. Yeah. If you have a chance, go check out their website. They've got a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, it's a dangerous place. I'm just. Yeah. I'm going to have to go here. I I was uh, I was avoiding the the other major producer of this because of uh, hostilities yeah. in Europe, but well, uh, these guys are Hungary. So these yeah, guys are Hungarian. Hungary. Yeah, Hungarian, and you can also um, they're also uh, yeah. There's also Edward is doing a range now too. Yes. So yeah. yeah. I, that, look at these things. Oh, my God. I know. They're stunning. I know. It's a dangerous I mean, we got you to scale mates yet. You're already pulling out your <laughs> <laughs> uh, I must have these. Yeah. Why aren't they doing them for Valkyries? Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I know. Exactly. 4D scale Valkyries. Come on. Yep. Yeah. Some 3D <laughs> sets and all that. So some very. And you know what? Some of the pictures that are in here that are in this article they've got are pretty cool. The F-35 stuff is just. Really interesting. I know. It's kind I of jaw dropping, really. And to your point, Terry, I mean, frankly, I would have thought a Valkyrie detail set like this would sell sell in gangbusters. Well, the forty eighth, uh, there was a company doing uh, really nice photo watch sets for Valkyries in seventy second and in forty eighth, uh, and and the other ones, the uh, YF nineteen such uh-huh. that was um, Jasmine Studios, hmm. uh, and I dressed up. Uh, the YF-19 with a lot of good stuff. Uh, and it, it looked around? fantastic. Uh, I don't think so. That's a shame. If 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 not, we'll have to. It was just it was a, it was one dude over one in well, we'll I don't know in Japan probably. Jazz, oh, hang on, Jasmine's no, no. The only one I have here is Jasmine, a Safari extension for a keyboard experience for your Mac and iPad. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. Sadly. All right. Anyway. That's that's a shame. The way, yeah, there we go. Hint for someone just saying, you know, you heard her here first. Well, all we want is one 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 percent of the profits. Yeah, no, no, we'll take. I, I'll I'll do it in kind. I'll just take a copy of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. take a copy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, Terry and I will take copies for our moments. Yeah. Enough of them. Seventy second, please, though, too. Okay, moving on. Oh yeah, news from special hobbies. Again, I love special hobbies because they send me regular newsletters. It's not all on Facebook. And you know what? Just like Edward, they'll kind of talk to you behind the scenes about what's going on. So in their May newsletter, um, you know, they also talked about, as we've already announced before, the May newsletter not just brings the usual information on the release model and sets, but also their adjusted prices, not just the usual price increase. No, we have changed the prices both ways and up. 
If there is an increase, it's usually by a mere 10%, although the reduction can be up to uh, 25%. Um, and it's basically, we do believe the price reduction of the older sets might have an impact on their sale. On the other hand, the price increase of new models is not any dramatic, isn't drama. It's mostly covering the skyrocketing prices of energy and raw materials. So, you know, they're honest, but they tell you behind the scenes, I love these guys, you know, <laughs> for that. So if we go to that first page, you know, we have the first Swedish-made jet, the Saab J AR-21. Look at all the rockets on this thing. Doesn't that look awesome? <laughs> like a vampire. It does look cool. Rides. It looks, looks cool. A J-3 Cub in 148. I think that's nice. Awesome uh, a Potek. I think it's Polish, right? A Potek. Yes. 25A2. Yeah, by biplane. It was the most one of the most widely used of the 20s and 30s, not just for the French Air Force and Navy, and it was exported to many other countries. So, yeah. And then, of course, masks for their various things. Uh, and then what do they have here? Oh, well, this is an interesting one here. Go down a bit. Engine compartment ventilation. I, engine test bay or something? No. PT-579. Is it for a torpedo boat? Is this the ventilator oh, for yes, a you're absolutely right. torpedo yes, boat? Yes, it just occurred to me. Yes. For the Ravel kit. Yes. 172nd. Ah. Yes. yes. Very good, Terry. Well done. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. And look at the exhausts in 30-second scale. I know. They're amazing. They're amazing. And a (laughs) flamethrower. I know. Yeah, I was going to mention the flamethrower, yeah. They have that (laughs) bunch of Soviet assault rifles. How about an Africa Corps soldier right Yeah, I spotted these on the um, the last week. Yeah, they were kind of cool. Yeah, scale mates. (laughs) And, of course, I have to mention this, uh, the Seafire. It's going to be coming soon. They've got a FR Mark 46 and 172nd. Uh, they're featuring box art. I've got a link to the box art and do some of the decal schemes. That's a nice looking Seafire. 1946 with the six-bladed propeller. You know, this yeah. will have to eventually make its way into my stash. <laughs> Build it, who knows? But, you know, if they do a 48, even better. But yeah. Anyway, I had to mention that one, too, because, again, I... I like the fact that they they don't just use social media. They they have the newsletters to the customer. They talk about behind the scenes, and you can't go wrong with that. And again, the box art's gorgeous. All right, scale mates, full kits, new tools. March twenty eighth. So this one here should really be add ons. They've got a bunch of stuff on the arsenal. Um, it's a bunch of three D printed stuff for your one four hundred ships from Heller. Um, and stuff like that. They really should have put that as one of full kits, but hey, we'll talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. A T90 and one to one four four. What else? Full kits, March twenty seventh. A T90A from a ch- company out of China. Uh, some, let's see here, a Demon Slayer from Bandai Spirits. Ah, uh, more Bandai Spirit stuff. Lots of Bandai. Nezuko. Hey, a Pokemon. Grudon from. Bandai Spirit. So your grandkids into Pokemon, Jeff? Maybe they'll know what that is. Oh my God, they're insane about it. Hey, you want to get them into a model? Hey, here we go. <laughs> I, well, it's on my list. There you go. Um, oh yeah, Copper State Models. I love their armored cars. They have an Austin First Series coming out, as well as a British motorcycle, the Triumph Model H. Yeah, yeah but look, but look at Red Iron Models with a big old steamroller. You gotta love it. Nice. You gotta love it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, moving on to the 24th, some more Gundams. Oh, yeah, I, I had to mention these on the build night last week. Uh, D models out of 
I'm not sure where they're from, but 135th scale, okay? You've got a 274 millimeter railway gun, French railway gun, and wow. a British 12-inch howitzer. Like those things are going to be huge. And then also, I believe it's a German one, but it's not on a railway thing, but it's still going to be big. Right? Like, wow. like yeah. Big. And then, of course, then, of course, I, I, a car I would love in real life if I was stupidly rich. From mm-hmm. Alpha model, the Porsche 911-992 GT3 RS. Zero to stupid in no time at all, I'm sure. You should price that out. I mean, the real one, not the little well, one. Yeah, well, the one I priced out certainly wouldn't have been this one. It was a quarter <laughs> mil by the time I, you know, we talked about that last week on the build night. <laughs> exactly. In a beautiful midnight blue. midnight blue. But like I said, it would be have to be my stupid lottery win. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else we got? Let's get two. Right? One for you and one for Alicia. No, well, one for her to smack into, right? That's right. the running joke. Yeah, because yeah, she says she's not allowed to be near, near that. I'll have to get a separate garage in another in, in another continent to go over and, you know, play with it. Uh, what else here? Uh, looks like an updated Fleischer Stork. Or not, I know, Fleischer FI-167 from the Croatian Air Force. 172nd scale. Uh, oh, look, another Tiger from Hobby Boss, 116th. So many tigers. So many tigers. Uh, a bunch of the stuff from May the twentieth. These are all paper models. Because I looked up the funny, the funny scale. Okay. One thirty three and like one two hundred. Yeah, these are all paper models. Interesting. Um, yep. What else here? Oh, a civilian plane. A Meyer It's like some 200. cool subjects. Yeah. And an ostrich. Um, so yeah, that's pretty well. All the stuff. Oh, oh, unless you want an egg, a, a baby tank of a Holt HA-36 from World War One. Yeah. U.S. baby tank. Baby tank. <laughs> baby tank. Yeah. Is, so, that, is the one underneath it also a baby tank that bends the cod? It looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, like, that's a very I don't weird know. I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea. Yeah. Looks pretty funky, though. Yeah. Looks like an armored car. Got a Vickers machine it, I think it is an armored car. Yeah, it looks like an armored car, possibly a mock-up. Who knows? Hang on, let me imagine if we had something like Google to search that name. Huh. Ah, yes, so it's a Russian. The first true tank to be developed in the Russian Empire it was the there first true tank. It means anything, anywhere goer. <laughs> <laughs> and in modern Russian, means all-terrain vehicle. Anywhere but it didn't goer. progress further than than the pre-production model. Due to problems with the design, oh, it's very tiny. If I go to the Wikipedia page, only did t- only ten horsepower engine did twenty six point five miles an hour. Very small. Looks like one man. That's pretty good for a twenty six horsepower engine. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if horse- that's. I wonder if that's it going downhill and being shot at. Yeah, it must uh, be. You know. All right. So that's all the stuff from our wow. good friends at Scalemates. Jeff's got his shopping list. So <laughs> you know, our job here is done. So. Well, that's not quite all of it. Let's hear what our good friend Steve has, you know, coming soon to Wonderfest. Uh, Steve at Call TV Man. Here we go. Lots of exciting things at Call TV Man this time. As you know, Wonderfest is coming up very, very soon. First of all, he's going to have a Call TV Man 
Glass with King Kong Cobra. This is a cola that Steve's daughter gave him last year for Christmas, and it was really, really good. Um, so he'll have a small bo- number of bottles at the show to sell. The taste is mellow and sweet. He's only going to have it at Wonderfest. Uh, Rick Sternback helped convert the logo into a printable graphic for them. Um, and, of course, he's going to be there at Wonderfest as well, so make sure you check that out. Also, uh, they're going to have the Monarch Go Fly and the Glow in the Dark Edition and the uh, upcoming Moon Suit and Styracanosaurus kit, as well as the 2001 Dr. Bowman 2nd Edition Green Helmet from Executive Replicas. This is from 2001 A Space Odyssey, so they're going to have that there, and you'll be able to purchase that online. As well, new Aztec Dummy Paint Mask for the 350th AMT Klingon Bird of Prey. Uh, They're already listed on the site, and they're going to be available after the show, so you can pre-order them now. Makes painting up your Bird of Prey a lot easier. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. And also, uh, there'll be another new kit announcement from Dolan Hall Hobby GA. They'll be announcing a new kit for late in 2023. If you recall last time, they announced the C-Lab. The C-Lab 3, actually. uh, Still in development, but it's going to be available hopefully the end of 2023. So definitely check them out. And of course, lots of goodies at the store. Make Make sure you, if you're at Wonderfest, you stop by their booth. Say hi to Steve. And don't forget, tell them the Scale Model Podcast sent you. All right. Yep. Another great thing. We're looking forward. Uh, I know uh, Terry and company are looking forward to seeing uh, Steve's booth down there. We'll say hi to him on behalf of the podcast and thank him as always. Yep. Hey, this is an interview I know a lot of people are waiting to hear. Um, this is Dave Lockhart from IPMS USA. He's the president. We were going to have him on in a couple of weeks to talk about Nats, but... Uh, some stuff blew up over the weekend. Um, and you know what? We're just going to go right into the interview and we'll let him explain. So here we go. Welcome back to the interview section of the Scale Model Podcast. And this time we're really pleased to have a very special guest uh, from uh, IPMS USA, namely uh, the president, and I, maybe I'll say president, chief bottle washer, you know, all the other all the other duties is assigned, Mr. David Lockhart. How are you tonight, David? Very good. I appreciate the uh, opportunity of being here, and it's it's nice to actually uh, have a face to a podcast. Well, we always <laughs> say we have a face. We have faces for radio, so you know we won't, <laughs> yeah. we, won't we won't go go too far there. And I know you had a chance to talk to our Australian friends, so we're going to be we're gonna yes. be talking about Nats in in, in, in a little bit. Lots of Davids around in our in our industry too. So, I'm just going to read the bio that you provided. You live in you live in Duluth, Georgia. It's 40 miles northeast of Atlanta. Prior to his his retirement, uh, which I'm very jealous of, I was in diagnostic microbiology sales. I started building models young, around the age of nine or ten. I modeled until college, and like many, college, marriage, career, kids, put a bit of hold on modeling. I started back when the kids got into middle school and they started annoying dad ignoring dad probably yes probably both exclusive yeah since then you've been going full steam ahead you're a bit of an eclectic modeler aren't we all build ships playing sci-fi my favorite models are sailing ships you're finishing up a couple of chapter products a panther tank and we'll get back to finishing my Ravel 196 constitution um you've also provided some pictures which we're going to throw in the show notes there and uh i love the is that an Nantucket light ship you've got there yes it is yes it's an old Lindbergh kit 
Okay, uh, I thought I recognized. So, yeah, so we'll have those. A, that's, a, that's nice. Yeah, we'll have yeah, those in the show you. notes at scalemodelpodcast.com. Okay. So uh, one of the reasons, because I was going to get you on in a couple of weeks anyway to talk about Nats, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as the president, you do you you occasionally do op-ed pieces in the IPMS Journal. And yes, I, I, I think it would be an understatement to say you've had an interesting couple of days. I think we can yes. safely, safely say that. <laughs> Um, so you basically did a op-ed which came out in the journal and people started arriving into people's mailboxes. Um, and uh, yeah, it was kind of an opinion piece and, uh, you know, it 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 kind of blew up. <laughs> I guess yes, the best way we can say it. So I'm going to turn it over to you if you want to just briefly right. summarize what you said and what's happened since then. And then we're going to ask you some questions. Sure. Well, um as we said earlier, what I wanted to say and how I said it did not come out the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing I've learned about this uh, is that, you know, my wife is a wonderful editor, but she doesn't really understand what I'm writing. She just does a grammatical stuff. Mm-hmm. So oh, I think going forward, any column I have, I'm going to pass it by some of the guys on the board because uh, you know, I can have an opinion, but I represent the board and all of IPMS USA. So obviously, if I say something that's very controversial, it's going to affect everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's... Which I which I did. Um, my And you brought up a good point earlier. My, my main point was to have people become part of IPMS USA and to, you know, contribute to IPMSA. And like you said, if the going out in the journal, they're already in IPMS USA. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I missed the mark on who it was going out to. Uh, and uh, it obviously bothered a lot of people. I, I really apologize for that. Uh, I was a little taken aback because I don't understand the whole social media stuff. I'm an old guy. I do Facebook only to see my kids' pictures. <laughs> uh, but what I realized is that uh, uh, it's it's and the organization is growing to the point where it's very much on the internet on social media so uh, it's something that I need to learn more about and have my board help me with and other people but this is what the future of modeling is going to be it's not just going to be sitting in a, a chapter meeting or going to a show uh, but there's going to be lots of stuff on Facebook lots of stuff on you know, Instagram or TikTok or whatever the platforms are. So uh, one needs to be very cognizant that this goes out to a lot of people. And uh, lesson learned, uh, I still have a lot to learn about it. And uh, I certainly uh, have worked hard to uh, uh, work in IPMS and I, I want to continue to. Well, I think you should be complimented because you did respond quickly, which is always important. Um, and again, you're already saying that, you know, you're going to be running stuff by your board. And I think that never hurts. Um, I was president of, 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 of my local IPMS chapter here for the last couple of years during COVID. And, you know, anytime I would want to, I didn't have a case where I had to think about something controversial. It's always a good idea. Run it by, run, run it by someone else. It's like, you know, never, never never call back someone when you're angry sort of thing. So what what I was going to wonder first from the original thing, um, were, was there more, 
was part of this to do with the lack of people stepping up to volunteer in both at the club level, at the show level? Because I think all organizations, and we've seen it up here in Canada and elsewhere, there seems there does seem to be sometimes it's always a trouble. If we look at the executive nominations uh, for your organization, I believe in for IPMS Canada, there is basically only one person interested in each in each position. So do yeah. you think part of that was 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 going back to that? I think a little bit. Obviously, um, it's much better to ask people to participate, you know, if you're nice to them and say nice things rather than beating them over the head with a stick. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, maybe being an old man and being a little grumpy sometimes uh, did not behoove me very well. Uh, maybe it's my uh, Massachusetts uh, upbringing, which... Uh, <laughs> You know, if you know anybody from Massachusetts, yeah, you know, yeah. we can be we can be a little rough. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. It's OK. Direct. Direct. And never mind. Direct. Your, yes. And never mind your hockey <laughs> team sucks. But that's a whole other story. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I, hey, I'm a Leaf fan. I'm long suffering. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I it's my poor attempt of getting people to be more participatory. But what I've realized is that, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to participate by being there physically. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be there, even being an IPMS member is a big support. Uh, so everybody who's a member, I truly appreciate their membership and you are supporting it. Uh, but we're going into a new phase in all of this. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of virtual things and there's going to be, you know, the podcasts, which I never had growing up as a kid. Uh, that I find extremely valuable. There's going to be YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of ways that people can contribute and they don't have to be at a meeting because there's a lot of members that we have in our organization that live in very remote areas. Yes. And I I'm sorry if they thought I was slamming them, but I wasn't. But, uh, you know, there's got to be a way for them to be able to participate or, or contribute and to be of value if they want to. Uh, so, you know, there's things that we have to learn how to do. And, uh, one of my goals going forward is I would like to have maybe four or five regional zoom calls for people that are in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. or remote locations that they can come and have a monthly meeting. I mean, exactly. we did it during COVID. We had mm -hmm. monthly meetings in COVID yep. and yep. zoom worked extremely well. So yep. Let's take that to people who are out in uh, remote areas and let them actually be able to participate, you know, virtually. Yeah, it's an excellent idea. One of the things, uh, you know, it's 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 one of the things we did as a club here in Canada during COVID, and we still do virtual build nights. But one of the other things I found that was interesting is, um, again, you know, you've 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 heard of the show Wonderfest, which were great supporters. Yes, yep. they did the first year of COVID. They had to cancel at the last minute. Um, so they actually did a virtual show, virtual mm -hmm. online called WantaFest, yeah. and they had people contribute <laughs> pictures. But what was the thing I found most interesting coming out of that? There was a lot of people who entered kits. And again, either due to distance or they've yeah. got social anxiety or all that, they were mm -hmm. able to participate. And right. uh, it's something like, for example, our local group, we 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 live stream our meetings. We have a separate membership tier for yeah. people who can't make it. So yeah, yeah, I think COVID's definitely helped bring that forward. And I think that's an awesome thing to think about. And, you know, you do have people both on your board and within your ranks 
um, yeah. you know, and within the modeling community. Because as you say, the internet's just changed our hobby. And I look back to the uh, National Model Railway Association. Uh, they had a new guy come in, uh, Gordy, and uh, he's done that as well. Like they're very much a lot of virtual stuff. And, you know, because again, you're not going to fight it. And especially with, you know, as you yeah. say, us older guys, we're eventually going to gonna go to the great hobby shop in the sky. And the younger modelers, whether they're Gundam or sci-fi or aircraft or that, you know, they're finding other ways. So, you know, and, it, and you know, it's a challenge, I think, with IPMS organizations everywhere. They're going to have to come up with what's 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 relevant. Um, so I was going to say, yeah, you've already kind of answered my next question, which was, uh, um, you know, you, you talked about you don't have much experience with, with, with social media. And I basically had, do you plan to make changes to the communication policy? Um, you've mentioned that, um, you know, with respect to social media and communications yeah. um, to better align with the reality of social yeah. media. It sounds like you've seen that now. Um, yeah. You know, and again, I, I think, yeah, definitely more ways, more ways to get the word out is awesome. Well, we, um, one of the goals on our board, and we discussed it uh is that we're going to have a social media director position Good. Uh, within our, our board. I mean, IPMS is growing in places that like an old guy like me, an older generation doesn't really understand too much mm -hmm. or doesn't know where to go. So, uh, you know, it's a very powerful tool that we can reach out to other modelers and, we really value their, I mean, one thing about this whole episode and reading, I have been reading all the Facebook comments, good or bad, is that, uh, you know, uh, everybody has, uh, you know, everybody has an opinion, everybody has suggestions, and we want to be sure that we value them all, and we want people to let us know what's interesting them, what's bothering them, what suggestions they have, because we're not just an eight member board that is an ivory tower. We're modelers just like everybody else. Mm. And the organization is not going to be successful unless we get input from everybody. Exactly. The one thing I will say, Dave, uh, is um, for all, for all the challenges you've had in the last couple of days, I, I have to bet that your column has, has inspired more discussion about IPMS than anything in the last 10 years. So there, there has been a lot of dialogue. There has been a lot of ideas yeah. being shared. And, and, and so, I mean, yeah, definitely there are probably some things that could have been said differently, but uh, at the end of the day, there's a big discussion going on now. So not so bad. Yeah. I, I think it's opening eyes, especially for myself and maybe others that, um, you know, it's, there's a lot of people out there that, really uh, passionate about their hobby, passionate about IPMS. And, you know, we've got to tap into that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a saying, uh, uh, any news is good news. But, I mean, you want to have good, I mean, any news is news or whatever the saying is. Uh, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you want to, I, I think coming out of this, I'm going to be a better understanding person about uh, this and and hopefully that the uh, membership will understand that we're here and we want to hear from them whether they're on the board or whether they live in the middle of a very remote area. Mm -hmm. And I think there's I think there's opportunities for everyone to participate in different ways. 
whether it's Absolutely. Say, going to a show, a Zoom meeting, you know, and as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you some links when we're done, just some of the comments okay. I found him most interesting, and I think it's worth okay. you and the board reading. Um, anyway, okay. so hopefully you'll find that he'll you'll find that helpful as well. Um, one of the other things I found was, and, and again, here's something just because I think it, I think it would be a good thing to promote, because up until yesterday, I had no idea it existed. And I've talked to some <laughs> other people and they didn't. And that's the review section on the IPMS yes. website. I had I had no idea this existed. I've never seen yeah. it under a search engine. And it is an absolute, you know treasure chest of information it's updated very very a lot currently there is yep. goes back to 2009 and it's massive it's huge and it's yep. it's a good resource that in my own personal opinion it's it's underutilized so i'm sure your social media coordinator and you know when they come on board you know there's something yep. there you can really i think really advertise because that's something i had no idea that existed and yeah our, our first vice president, Phil Pierce, is in charge of a review board. He's done a superb job. Yeah. And like you said, unless you know where to go to see it. Yeah. You know, it's on the website, but that doesn't mean that everybody's going no. onto the website. It, no, uh, people, people use search now, basically, David. Yeah. Yeah. But also that those that's a perfect sort of thing to post cross post into other groups and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's a great idea because your social media can be part of everything so starship modeler you know post science fiction reviews on on that side it's an open page yeah exactly. I, think, I think that was what was interesting to me reading a lot of the commentary some of them were just diatribes frankly but, but yeah. most of most of them were were uh, were thoughtful pieces where they they listed the issues that they've had with ipms yeah. usa or yeah. ipms in general uh, and, and and I thought one of the things that came back was, okay, the whole point about IPMS now is how is it relevant in this modern age? Uh, you, you know, it was formed in 1963, 64, and that was the, that was a magazine era. That was before fine scale yeah. modeler, you know, um, yeah. and now we're in an electronic era. So there's a whole different way of communicating with members uh, or people who could potentially be members. Um, and, and maybe that's something that needs to be, be brought to the fore. Now, this issue, this because I didn't know about this review thing until Stuart brought it to my attention ten yeah. minutes ago. Um, yeah. That's part of the issue is if people don't know what you're doing, then right. they don't they don't have a way of measuring the value of IPMS. That that in itself is a useful thing. I think it's kind of like toot your own horn. You need to we need to yeah. do that a little bit long, more here in Canada as well. And, because I've been getting a lot of email from people uh, when I announced we we're going to have you on, and again, basically very similar to the comments you're reading on 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 Facebook, uh, why and why not their members, and uh, you know it is it's a it's it's a challenge. I know some of the groups in Europe. I think IPMS Malta and Italy have really moved forwards on that, um, but you know again we see it up here too. We're slowly trying to move forward in Canada on that because again. You know, one of the things when I when I introduced the podcast is with my other co-host who couldn't join us, Freddie Anthony, he spent quite a bit of time over in Japan. And people don't people, particularly in North America, don't realize how big the market is. You know, you know, mm -hmm. like, like you you inevitably have some of these gatekeepers and you know, as as I like to say, the old farts who don't understand the Gundams, yeah. but they don't right. realize how big like a Gundam a Gundam run could be a hundred thousand kits where yeah. Tunia's aircraft could be 10,000. 
Like, and they'll yeah. sell out of those hundreds. You know, people don't realize. And that was part of the reason I started the podcast because I wanted the people to be more aware. There's more things, you know, we've got, we've got a young lad now just started in our club and he's building aircraft, but he also likes the Gundam and stuff like that. And, you know, we are truly in the golden age of the hobby. Um, yes. and it's, but the thing is it evolves and, yeah. you know, regular listeners know, I, I chirp about this quite a bit. The hobby's evolving. It's not dying. It's evolving. No. And I think the organizations have to move with it too. And as you say, the, the internet's brought so much into it. Um, I yeah. think that's what you're going to see. Do you think also, um, you know, and I think in terms of the organization, I think it's good you're you're thinking from the social media aspect, but do you think it's time to actually have a deep dive and look into the whole thing? Absolutely. Uh, and I have a great, I have a terrific board. Uh, uh, and uh, we're doing the same thing. I mean, you know, we want to, uh, like you said, not change, but evolve our organization. Mm-hmm. Uh and, uh, you know, one one thing about this past few days is you realize that there, there's a lot of power to the membership. They have a lot of input and they can really help us. And, uh, you know, we we really have tried to be as transparent. You know, we want to make it more transparent. Uh-huh. Uh, we did a new constitution bylaws, which for many, it's just a boring document. <laughs> uh, but. That's hey, really I'm where I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer, damn it. You know, you Jeff I know, I know, but that really, you know, we we're trying to give a lot of uh back to the membership on input on things. Mm-hmm. That it's not just the eight of us or a few people here that do it, but it's really the membership that decides. So um uh, and you know, it's interesting you mentioned Gundam because we're trying to expand into that realm. Uh-huh. We're trying to attract people. Uh, they had a real success at the Northwest Scale Models uh, show yes. up in Seattle. Yeah, and then we have Commie Fest, which is uh, in Denver. Yeah, uh, so we want to bring in people like that, but you're not going to bring them in like we did with the other guys. So well, it's, um, it's different. It's different. It's and, very different. Yeah. So we're going to really work hard to try to uh, uh, expand and encourage these people to become part of us. Well, and one yeah, other thing. Sorry, go ahead, Terry. No, it's it's a different, maybe a little different culture, but it's a new culture, yep. and it's one that don't realize necessarily that this this whole environment exists. Yep. Right? It's 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 tough for an organization not to become complacent, right? And and slowly dwindle down and die. Mm-hmm. And we a lot of clubs that happens, people move out. And now you're half the yep. size. Yep. Um, how do you get more of them? Um, and how you get more of them is reaching out, and that's that's a lot of work it's it's and a lot of trying to figure out what it is but you got to meet people where they are to to bring them into 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 your fold well and we should also indicate the challenge is you know we it is all these organizations they're volunteer run other than other other than uh you know other than um um marie at the off the national office you know everything's a volunteer position right yeah you know, and like yep. Marie does a fantastic job and, you know, she yeah. has to put up a lot with the boys, but we all know who's in charge. Yeah, we get yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, it's essentially all a volunteer position. It's the same thing. You know, we've had conversations up here in IPMS Canada. You know, we have a running joke. One of, uh, uh, you know, we have several 
people on the executive over the years who've been local members. And, you know, there used to be rumors going around that that people's IPMS Canada dues were funding trips, trips down to nationals for the executive and stuff like that. So, so we have a running joke now with one of our guys who's on the executive. I said, OK, no, no, no buying a Ferrari with my fee. Yeah. I just paid my fee. Um, but it is. We're all volunteers. We all do this for the love. And, you know, and yeah. as I've said to some people, too, over the years, you know, if you don't like it, then you got to get involved. I realize yeah. not everyone can, but I I think it's important that you're not just seeing, you know, as, as Jeff said, you're not just seeing people complaining, but you're seeing people, yes. this is the issue I have, but this is maybe what you can try and do to make it better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, no, I, I think it's this, you know, even though it's probably not ideally how you wanted to spend your weekend, but I think yeah. this could be an important <laughs> catalyst. Because I think there's yeah. a lot more people out there, both members and non-members, yeah. who can see that, hey, there's something here. Maybe we need to like look at it and 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 review it. And as I said, you're definitely not 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 the only groups going through this. Right. Um, well, yeah. also, you know, and I talked to John Bonani, who you know well. Back that, character you know, we have... John, yeah, we don't we don't we we don't talk to him much. He won our he he, he won the podcast. Uh, con con competition this year. I'm yeah, he is, dead, he is dead to me. He is dead yeah, to me. Yeah, no, we're kidding. John's uh, a good guy. Now, is that the is that the Musaru? That's or the Musaru Cup. Yeah, okay. he, he, our, yeah. Our, our armor guy builds a plane and he bloody well wins. Like, who's a fixin'? Anyway, but he had a good point talking with him. I mean, we have like forty five hundred members in our organization. Yep, but there's thousands and thousands and thousands more modelers out there. Oh yeah. That, that aren't part of IPMS mm -hmm. that, you know, we want to, it doesn't necessarily mean they have to join, but we want to tap into yep. and we want to let them, uh, you know, let them know about the shows and things like that. And mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of people out there that, you know, we need to uh, reach out to and uh, share our hobby with and yeah. uh, if we can be a benefit to them. Well, and I think this is something that, you know, the podcasting community, you know, all the podcasts, we support it. You know, we all want to just just get 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 the word out about this amazing hobby. Um, and it's the same thing with like like people who run the various YouTube channels and stuff like that, who have tens of thousands of, of subscribers, mm -hmm. you know, all yeah. over the world. And, you know, yeah. it's amazing when I think I can I can have a conversation with someone in Australia you know, and like, like, like Dave, Dave's been up to Canada twice over the last few years. Yep. I've been able to meet with him at, at one point, you know, he's been down to Nats, you know, him and the lads. Yep. Um, and he's hoping to make it to Wisconsin next year, um, as yep. am I. So I think it's, yeah, there's definitely, you know, it doesn't have to be a regional thing now. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So Dave, so Dave I hear yes. I, I think obviously the next big item is going to be Nats uh, coming Correct. up. Uh, are you going to be opening uh, like a, having a kissing booth or something there, something like that? No, I I was <laughs> going to tell Len Pilhoffer to have a dunking booth there. Uh, yep, that would raise a hell of a lot. I'm afraid, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it will be interesting, and uh, I I have no problems running through the gauntlet. Um, yeah. So, but uh, I. And I find most 99% of these guys are great guys. And, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, but uh, it'll be interesting. And, and uh, I hope they come up to me and say, well, I didn't like your column, but uh -huh. this is the things I want to talk to you about. 
And you might, that's what, you what might, I'm there for. What you might want to do there, here's a suggestion, maybe have a couple yeah. of round tables, like just between, yeah. you know, with you or maybe a couple of the other board members and just mm -hmm. over so, a beer, you know, you don't have to have, you know, 30 people, but maybe like 12 people if people are, you know, mm -hmm. and have some constructive criticism. That probably wouldn't be a bad idea either. Um, since you've got everyone up up there anyway, so yeah. even the, even that troublemaker, John. What, yeah. what, I, what I took from a lot of the comments is that uh, your 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 opinion piece didn't um, create this these these no. issues. They were there before. Mm -hmm. uh, they just surfaced them. A lot of people were having specific historical or you know the personal complaints about their experiences yeah. with IPMS either yeah. chapters or the rules or the categories or old school versus new school. So mm -hmm. some, some pretty core categories of complaints that have been there forever. And your, your opinion piece triggered them um, and brought them all to the fore. So it's an opportunity. It really, as Stuart yeah. says, it's an opportunity to, sort of, Hey, let's talk about this because yeah. obviously this organization as you say, it's a member-driven organization, yeah. and and if if we can go in a different direction or if there are things we can improve on, well, then we should be talking about that and working in those directions. So. Yeah, and and again, absolutely, us, us as podcasters, you know, as you know, in the past, you've had uh, other podcasters, you know, they do their countdown to Nats and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you know, we're all on board with that. We love it because it it brings us listeners too. It brings you guys potential potential business. So I think there's a, I think there's a good thing to be had. So speaking of that, so I think we'll move on now. We'll take you off yeah, the hot okay. seat. <clears throat> I'll turn off the hot seat for you, my friend. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, we've been talking about Nats. I, I hear it's like, I hear it's like a tiny little show somewhere, somewhere down in Texas coming up. Maybe you should yeah, talk a little be, bit about uh, that. It'll be August 2nd through 5th in San Marcos, Texas. So it ought to be a very uh, cool and balmy environment there. Uh, first week of August in Texas. <laughs> It's in San Marcos, which is 30 miles south of Austin and 50 miles north of uh, San Antonio. So and Len Pilhofer has and his group have done a superb job in getting this organized. Uh, you know, originally the show was supposed to be in 2020, mm -hmm. but due to COVID, it got bumped up. Uh, but the, the guys are doing a great job. And uh so far to date, we've got about 700 registrations. Um, some of those, many of those are, are vendors who are IPMS members, but mm -hmm. we do get a fair number of walk-ins. Mm -hmm. um, registration online will end uh, at 6.30, but you're more than welcome to, to walk in. Um, we've got, uh, I'm just reading from some notes so I get it correct. Uh, yeah. We have um, 58 vendors there. 270 tables. Wow. Uh, and our gold sponsor this year is Tamiya, which mm -hmm. we're very excited about because yeah. they haven't, you know, there's been a lot of restrictions uh, uh, from Japan about coming over to the U.S. So the last couple shows is, you know, they haven't had too much of a presence and that's understandable. Um, but it's uh, open registration opens uh, Wednesday, the 2nd, 10 a.m. And, uh, Everybody who registers, the only thing they're waiting for is when the vendor room is going to open. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty typical. I mean, so, it's like yeah. a herd of wildebeest that go into there. Uh, mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> so uh, that that opens at 1 p.m. and then it'll be open uh, 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 Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday. Uh, 
We have our uh, banquet on Saturday evening. Uh, our contest, which is always a big thing, we have about 1,200 models every year yeah, and so. 180 okay. categories. And wow. we got about 270 judges, which is quite a task. Yeah, uh, but it's important you you have those volunteers. That's always a challenge. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. We have 16 we have 16 seminars and we have three workshops. One is by Brex. They do a terrific airbrush seminar. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be uh, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or no, Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, for four hours. Uh, Rick Lawler does uh, a great uh, uh, seminar on diorama-based design. Uh, will be three days, uh, four hours. And then we've got uh, uh, one figure painting class by Bob Bethia and Henry Nunez, which is mm-hmm. going to be about nine hours. So, uh, wow. yeah, we're... we're this is really looking forward to this. And we have two tours. One is to the, uh, in Fredericksburg, Texas, it's the National Museum of the Pacific War. Yep. And the reason it's there, I mean, who would think of middle of Texas for the Pacific War, but that's a home of Admiral Nimitz. Good reason. And, yep. And then there's a, another uh, tour down at uh, Lewis Air Legends in San Antonio, and they have a couple dozen vintage aircraft. And it's closed to the public now, but we're going to get special access and access to the hangars. Right. So it's a full week. You know what? And it's a lot of people come every year and they love it. I know one of your other board members and my fellow podcaster, David Knight, he just looks forward to it every year. It's the absolute highlight of his year. He gets pumped. We had him him up here at one of our large Canadian shows, him and Mike from uh, Plastic Model Mojo. And they had an absolute ball, but... You know, he says, yeah, other than that, you know, he says, I really look forward to it every year. Absolutely. It's a great event. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because last year was my first year as president and I didn't know what to do, but I had the best time meeting people. I mean, my whole goal is just to meet people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it was uh, it ought to be interesting this year meeting people. But I think it's going to work out. Pretty I good. think you're going to be fine. I think, as yeah. you say, people are good and I think it's going to be you know, absolutely yeah. wonderful. So what's the website uh, for people if they want to find out more, more, more about this? It's Nats, N-A-T-S, 2023.com. Okay. So uh, Nats, 2023.com. All right. And, and we'll I, go ahead. I just want to let people know, you know, uh, our um, base hotel, the Embassy Suite that's uh, connected to the convention center sold out in minutes when it popped <laughs> up. Uh-huh. Uh but we have a lot of other hotels in the area. And I tell people, people register and they cancel at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So don't get discouraged. Check the website. Check the local hotels. And uh, you might be pleasantly surprised. But uh, there, we will have shuttle services between the hotels. Excellent. Tip. Um, Excellent tip. So it's going to be a great event. I th- yeah. you know, and, 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 and people I do know, they bring an extra, they bring an extra empty suitcase. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was telling uh, Dave, uh, uh, David Goldfinch that, uh, you know, when I come home from these, you know, I, I, I don't want to get in trouble buying too many models. <laughs> uh, but I had a habit of just putting a used uh, uh, raffle ticket on the model and telling my wife. <laughs> I oh, raffle. OK. Yeah. Oh, no. no. Now it's out, man. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. She might be on to you. Yeah, she figured it out pretty quick when she looked at the side of the box and there was a price tag. So, yeah, damn it. Well, see, I like to say I'm I'm fortunate because my wife knits, 
So she has her own yeah. stash. So yeah, exactly. We just, you know, we say sneaking the latest purchase past the well, also, I'd also note for late if, if for late people coming into hotels, call the actual hotel. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Because if you yeah. just go to an online site, it may not show anything, but correct. They may have it. Excellent. Good point. Excellent point. Now, the other thing I wanted to briefly mention is that, uh, you know, even though we're not through 2023 yet, 2024 Nats is going to be up closer to Canada, up in Wisconsin. Absolutely. We're I can't wait for Madison. Yeah, Madison. Now, I think I read something. Did I read something? The locations changed slightly. They, they had to yeah, change locations. We did, but uh, until we have the official signed contract, uh, we don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Okay. Uh, All right. I think people are going to be very pleased with the the, the new location. Excellent. And Madison is a great city. I it's mean, a, it's just a beautiful city. It's at the so. Capitol Brewery Beer Garden. That's where it yeah, is, absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm there. That'll, if you like, I'm sure the like beer and cheese. Yeah, I'm sure the plastic model Mojo will be very happy to hear that. Um, that's so. that'll be their base. You know, we always we always joke about it. Wonderfest is a lot of Canadians go down to that. Uh, you know, and join Terry down there, including my other podcast host and a few guys in the club. And they always, we always have the Canadian em- embassy, mm-hmm. a suite of rooms, and that. Yeah. And we've we've made Terry an honorary Canadian for that. Uh, too many cigars, though. I can't stand. Yeah, I know that's the only thing. Yeah, they <laughs> like the cigars, so we we throw them outside. Um, but no, so yeah, that's going to be exciting as well. So, all right. Um, is there anything else you want to add, David, before we let you go? No, I, I appreciate the time uh, opportunity. It was a pleasure meeting you folks. And yep. uh, if well, you're not going to make Texas, I look forward to seeing you in Wisconsin. We're certainly hoping to make 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 Wisconsin. At least uh, at least I am, and I know I I know those troublemakers from Australia are going to be back there again. Yep. So yeah, yeah, that's be, in my backyard. So. Yeah, that's in your backyard. So Terry's going to be t- Terry's going to be hosting us. I'm sure. Yeah, nationals yeah. are. Man, I don't mind missing them because they're an expensive show for me yeah well it's a <laughs> show for everyone right exactly i know there has to be spousal negotiations in my case yes there's certain big yarn shows and like down in new york state and that she wants to go to know that covid's over so you know it's not just saving for nas it's saving for the other shows too as we as we all know those of us who are who are married un, un, understand um yes. okay so yeah definitely uh, so as i said we're gonna have this out uh as part of our regular rotation on the weekend but we're also gonna air it over the next couple of days well we will have links to some of the stuff we've mentioned here in our show notes for people at scalemodelpodcast.com um and don't forget to also there we're going to have uh you know it's ipmsusa.org is the website and uh anytime you want to come back on or member the board or or your new social media corner please please feel free to reach out we're always happy to have ipms uh you know, members of IPMS organizations around the world on the podcast. Very good. All right. And so we will uh, end that there. Thank you very much for joining us. All right. Thank Thank you you guys. All right, gentlemen, I think that was an absolutely great interview. Um, He was honest, forthcoming. um, And it sounds like there's going to be some, some, some change of it. Jeff, what do you think? I think, uh, you know, I think you have to look at these events and try to figure out the, what's the good thing that came out of it. And the, to me, the good thing that came out of it is an awful lot of discussion um, and some very thoughtful responses on the Facebook groups um, from IPMS USA, members and non-members, mm-hmm. who, who came up with a lot of comments that I think I think the IPMS executive will take, take into consideration. Based on what Dave was saying, it sounds like they're already doing that. He's... Uh, 
I think uh, he, he he would admit that he uh, had some unfortunate choices in language and and um, was not able to get across what he was trying to get across, which was essentially a, a, a plea to try to join IPMS USA. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. I think lessons learned, move on, and uh, good for him for going to Nats and standing in the dunking booth. Good for yeah. him. Well, and I basically said he's got a good board willing to work with him. So I think it's good. Terry, how about you? Yeah, these aren't things that are new. We've we've been talking about this. Everyone's been talking about this. Um, like I say, if, if an organization isn't growing, if it isn't adapting, it's going to die. If you just... Yeah let yourself become complacent you're you're not going anywhere and i don't think that the hobby is is losing members i think organizations may be losing members Mm -hmm. um but we see shows with record numbers of of entries and entrance so people are coming out it's just getting them involved and that's the same of any organization professional organization social organization you know you got to keep people engaged or, you know, they're, you know, if it's, you know, we, we do adoption stuff with, with the dogs and it's like, and the, the events are like, they're always the same. Mm-hmm. They're always just the meetups and trying to get doing silent auction or something to get some money out of it. But there's nothing new. There's nothing new. Yeah. Um, I don't think the contest needs something new, but I think you have to adapt to the online organization and somehow bring it make that invitation clear and, and bring people and, and uh, show them why they should be a part of an organization. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. I think that's absolutely true. One of the things like, like I, when I read his piece, I, it started out as being, oh, okay, well, I get asked this all the time. Why should I join IPMS USA? And we get that, uh, we get uh, asked that from time to time, IPMS Canada. And, and there are a number of answers to it, but when it comes right down to it, if you're just talking about what do you want to spend your money on, there are going to be guys who say, well, frankly, I can, I don't need to spend my money on a membership in that organization. I don't need to get a magazine. I can get see it all online, and uh, that's where I get my, my stuff. And frankly, there's a huge, I think there's a huge sort of section of the modeling community um, that is not uh, related to IPMS in any jurisdiction. It's no, That's true. You know, and they're, they 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 there are great modelers. There are average modelers. There are introductory modelers. And uh, I, for years, I was not a member of IPMS Canada. Uh, it took me not a long time before I finally got the guts to join. And and that to me, it was guts because I was never much of a club guy. I and I always modeled kind of on my own. And uh, and and I get that. I get that that whole community. Um, but I must say that having joined IPMS. Uh, Canada. Since then, my skills have improved. I've made a lot of friends, and I've really, really enjoyed this hobby a lot more, with a lot less stress in a way, because I've been able to sort of get help and talk to people who can show me where I can, where I can, where I've done well and what I can do better. Well, and so, you also had aftermarket companies now, now, now following following your lead. You scratch build something, next thing you know, Belcher comes out with a aftermarket set. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, his coming out with it uh, spurred me on to finish my project. That's more than <laughs> more than anything else. I and hey, one, one of my stories—I forgot to mention this—one of my stories got uh, published in IPMS Canada's right. um, 
online thing. So yeah, see, he's a writer me. now too. You know what? I agree yeah. with both of your points, and you know, and and people, regular listeners of the show, hear us hear us chirp about this all the time. Uh, you know, the hobby is not dying; it is evolving, and organizations have to evolve too. And it's very difficult because you know people have to remember these are all volunteer organizations. Nobody's getting paid. The only person gets paid IPMS USA. They're such a large organization. They do have an office manager slash secretary who they do pay. Um, but that's it. The president doesn't get paid. None of the board members, none of the people who run the shows, stuff like that. No one gets paid. Um, and that's the same in IPMS Canada, IPMS UK. And a lot of the times, and, you know, as to what Jeff said, I was really pleased to see people were making complaints, but they were also giving suggestions on how it could be improved. Mm -hmm. Quite often, you all always get some people who just want to complain and they don't offer new things or they don't want to, you know, step up. And it's, you know what, I get it. It's a challenge. Even at our own club, every year we do, we do elections. It always seems to be a little bit of a challenge, um, you know, but people, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know what, it's the same in organizations everywhere. Um, so if you want to help drive that change, you have to take part or at least, you know, try and contribute in some way. Um, and that's part of the secret. So I was really pleased. It was a really good positive interview. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we it does drive some change. Um, there were some interesting things we 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 we, we discovered. And uh, I, I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be interesting to watch to watch further ahead. So definitely, definitely well worth the time. And again, kudos to Dave for agreeing to come on after that. He didn't have to. Yeah. Um, I reached out to him after after the article was, was posted because I think it I think it was a fair thing to do. We need to get the word out. And again, the organizations, you know, it may not be, as, as you said, it may not be for everyone, but I think there's still a lot of use in them. Oh, and there, I, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I... I strongly support IPMS, uh, yeah. not necessarily for what it is, but for what it could be. I exactly. think that I think there's a there's a great future for a, a larger community of modelers to work together, and it doesn't mm -hmm. all have to be just sort of uh, through uh, YouTube or TikTok or TikTok or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> okay, uh, old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave says he's an old man. I think I beat him. I think I beat him, but. Um, it's the color of my hair that put that surprises me. Yeah, out. exactly. <laughs> you're actually you're actually undead, aren't you? You're a vampire. I'm a vampire. Yes. I no. There's a picture hidden in my attic somewhere. Oh, ah. that right. Yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah. No. All good. Okay. No, I, kudos to Dave for for having yeah having the guts the guts to face up and you know get engaged and listen and listen and that's that's a that's, I think the take that's good to see. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully we'll we'll hear some more, and we've invited them invited them back whenever they want. Um, and same with the other uh, the the other podcasters. So, okay, what's on the bench? Well, then there's me. I'm trying to get the bow fighter done for the 148th uh, the 148th scale one for uh, the Let's Get Pacific group build, but. I've been busy planning a club show, a lot of real life tasks. And then what didn't help was I've got it all painted, uh, gloss coated, ready for decals. And then I cannot find one of the internal landing gear bays that goes into the engine. So for now, I, it's here somewhere. I saw it before. It hasn't disappeared as far as I know. There's no there's no micro wormholes as far as I know in my workbench. Um, so I'm going to continue. I know. I know. And I only got I only got one more day 
because it's the 30th. It's got to be done by. So I'm going to mm. try and get decals done tomorrow. And then I might have to be creative on, on how I display it because I'm yep. going to be able to stick uh, a stick one, 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 one landing gear on. So I may have to check with someone um, at Model Airplane Maker to see if I can get away with it. No, 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 just do no, it. No, these are pictures. I yeah, these are pictures. Yeah. Fill just, it with I'll epoxy putty and stick it I'll in there. Creative. Well, no, as I, as I said earlier, before we went to air, I'm thinking I want to build a one, 148 uh, jack, and I'll, I'll put the one side up on jack, and oh, look, they're working on the landing gear. You're complicating it. Just put one one wheel on and take an eraser about this size and stick it under the other wing and, and you're just good. Just be creative. The fact that you have one ready makes me wonder. <laughs> I use it in all my pictures. In all my pictures. Even the Musaru Cup. Shh, don't say that. <laughs> that's anyway. the 48 that's the 48 scale kit, right? Yeah, the bullfighter. Yeah, too bad. I built that with gear up. Yeah, I, 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 I could, mean it I was went... like 25 years yeah. ago. No, you know what? It's been a great <laughs> kit. It goes together well. And I've Learn some new things, but yeah, it just pisses me off because it was there. It was in a separate little thing. It was primed and painted. And I looked the other day, and there's only one. I was like, "What the?" Well, you know what'll happen. You know, it, oh, you're gonna, know. you're going to get the decals on. Picture, take the picture. Oh, yeah. send them up. A month from now, it. I'll find it. I know totally. Um, no work on the what if the what is it the ferret the Mig twenty seven Mig thirty seven whatever. I haven't really done anything on that. Um, and then the other thing taking my time, and it's all Jeff's fault is I've been reading, finally, uh, Jeff got a copy of Shattered Sword, The Unstold Story of Midway. You know, Jeff, I remember reading about this book about 15 years ago. And mm -hmm. I remember at the time it was quite the thing. And I said, I got to get reading that. And I never did. And I'm about halfway through it. My God, is it a good, it's a good read. It basically, Isn't it great? Yeah, they basically, the authors finally got access to the Japanese archives. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of stuff that you realize that Japan made a lot of mistakes. It wasn't just oh, yeah. luck, um, you know, and like even obvious things that I should have gone. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, why would they schedule the Aleutian rate as a diversion, but had it at exactly the same time they were going to do the midway rate? You know, I little know. things like, <laughs> like that. And it's it is a great book. Uh, well, very clear. The authors have done an absolutely fabulous job. Um, so I'm really enjoying it and I highly recommend it. I'll, I'll find an Amazon link and I'll, I'll throw it up on the show notes. Definitely, definitely recommend it. I haven't, I haven't read some historical stuff in a while and I'm really glad that Jeff mentioned it. But yeah, I, I picked that up at the Greenwood uh, Military Base uh, Museum right. in Nova Scotia in their free books to take away table, yeah. uh, you know, by donation. And so I made some donations and uh, I got, I started reading that and I got hooked. Oh, I know. It's so easy to, and it's it, like I said, I, I read, a, I read the biography of uh, a while back at, at um, the one about Guadalcanal, the pilot that, 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 sh that shot down a certain admiral. <laughs> the one who claimed to or the one who actually yeah, probably yeah, exactly did. and they kind of go <laughs> behind the scenes on both of those and you realize the good admiral he wasn't as honorable as uh well people you think originally you know like he had a geisha he had a fling on the side left his wife all the time and again fascinating stuff you don't necessarily read so i've really been enjoying kind of getting back into these um you know because i'm trying to reduce my time on some of the other social media so this fills in the gap nicely so yeah so that's where i am um yeah did a lot of work on our show website um over the weekend in preparation for tour can because we have a lot of people down there and yeah so there we go jeff how about you sir 
Well, I, I, I think I mentioned, I may have mentioned on a previous show that uh, one of our club members is a member of, I think, 427 Wing, which is a yep. social uh, group for um, military and uh, non civilian air airplane pilots and people associated with it. Uh, it started as an RCAF, uh, Royal Canadian Air Force group. Uh, and anyway, one of their members donated, uh, either passed away or something, and they donated all, all of their collection of built-up model kits. And he was trying mm -hmm. to see if he could get people to donate money to take kit uh, just to help build up the coffers of 427 wings. So uh, amongst these things were a ton of really obscure, weird uh, resin aircraft and and, and um so I wound up getting about twelve of them, <laughs> and uh, you know made a made an associated donation. But I've just been having a lot of fun stripping these things, and and uh, then trying to find ways. It's almost like it's a separate hobby in itself. Um, uh, he he grabbed a, a one forty eight Lancaster, mm -hmm. which had been built up, and the, the the person who built these he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't a particularly a, a good modeler, and so they're all hand painted. And uh, the, the seams not haven't necessarily been filled and sanded or anything like that. Um, so stripping them, cleaning them up, taking them apart, and trying to trying to bring them back together. This other other club member he described it as adopting puppies. And he, he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're bringing them to a new home and yeah. you're trying to make them look as nice as the as you can. And who actually who actually said that? Pablo, Pablo. Ah, Pablo yes. There. Okay, yeah, I can see Pablo saying that. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a great guy, great guy, and great guy. very good modeler. Uh, yeah. But uh, so that's what I've been doing. I've been just playing around, uh, trying to find ways to strip these things and and make something decent out of them, and uh, quite enjoying it. I'm really quite enjoying it. Cool. <laughs> you know, one of the other guys, another person, did a piece, and I think you've linked to it about uh, modeling for pennies. Yep. Yep. We're going to cover that in the. Uh... That's our buddy Chris. Yep, modeling yeah, for a buck or two. Yeah, modeling for a buck or two, and those are good suggestions. And one, but one suggestion he didn't raise, and I thought probably people should think about more, is taking some of these old built-up kits mm -hmm. of, of obscure kit. You know, these are models that haven't been produced in ages, mm -hmm. and they're a lot of resin. Like here, I got an Avro car. <laughs> like yeah. who, nobody has these things, and it's a beautiful resin casting. Just a matter of cleaning the paint off, mm -hmm. clearing them up. And uh, and redoing them, rebuilding them. It's uh, it's not that bad. And these are, I mean, that's definitely an inexpensive way to do some of these things. So anyway, just throwing it out there. Yep. No, it's no, it was it was good. But other than that, you've been doing grandfather stuff, right? Mostly grandfather stuff. My my uh, son-in-law, one of my son-in-laws, um, flew back to Scotland for nine days and left left my daughter with uh, their two kids under four for that period of time and uh, rather than see them the kids die or my daughter die from suicide we, we moved in and, and helped take care of everything uh while he was gone what about your son-in-law has he uh, did his body hasn't been found yet his okay, body just, yeah that's what i was wondering yeah okay <laughs> just checking but if yeah. he came back well, a, i hope he brought you back a bottle yeah no no that was another failure of judgment but see, uh, there you go no wonder he's in the ground somewhere or in the lake, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I get it. No, he's he's been apologizing. He's not doing the apology tour, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, you learn lessons at every stage in life. They do. They do. Excellent. All right. 
Terry, what you've been up to, my friend? Oh, yeah, there's a model contest coming up in less than a couple of weeks. Yep, Wonderfest coming up soon. I've uh, got a bunch of stuff from Mark Youngblood's collection I'm trying to get rid of. I've had them for way too long. Mm -hmm. So I finally got the posts out and see if we can move them. <clears throat> but um, I should be done with the fine molds, uh, Mitsubishi Babs, by the time this airs. I've been really slow at the finishing finishing line here, but I'll I'll cross the line before the race ends. Um, also, I've uh, been cleaning up the the little three D prints of the Aldrin class from uh -huh. uh, my buddy Will Barton. They'll have a few of those at Wonderfest printed off to sell. That's excellent because that's a great yeah. looking kit. If what it is, that really looks awesome. It, yeah, that's nice. It really is. Um, I've had, and here's, there's issues with uh, the lights crap, but there's issues with 3D printing. You, know, you got all this nice detail, but you got to sand around it. Yeah. Well, yeah. On, on some of these bits, I'm like, I just removed it and I'm going to rebuild it. Right. Um, not necessarily exactly the way it is. I've got some other ideas I want to do. Um, and I got a paint scheme I want to do for it. And I've got, so I when at the last meeting, I, Picked up some colored paints that I don't typically use a lot of. Oh, right. So, yep. So, um, cool. and I know what I want to, I'll talk to uh, Gus Snipes over at GCALS and have a registry made for it. Excellent. Uh, I'm very interested in this. I have, uh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking it's going to be a challenge. Well, we're so, looking forward to seeing, you know, it's going to send some more pictures in progress. And you need a challenge, fun. right? Exactly. You got to have a challenge. Good have a challenge. Good fun. And you've been reading too, I see. Yeah, yeah, I finished up uh, Tom Cleaver's second book in his Pacific Naval Air, early right. Pacific Air War. Um, this one focused on, you know, essentially on the Guadalcanal and island hopping and all that stuff. Well, I'll um, have to add that to my reading list. Yeah, and when you say mistakes were made and mistakes are made and nobody was ready, the United States was certainly not ready for no. for this sort of activity. The Navy no. knew it was coming, so he covered that in the first one. Um, it, it, it building up their their pilot corps, their officer corps, and such. But you know, everything from the corsairs that we mentioned early on, um, not being carrier ready, uh, they they were too bouncy. Mm -hmm. They would hit hard and bounce off, and they you couldn't see and all that. So the marines got this probably best of the world class fighter early on, right. and those and the wildcats broke the Japanese naval and army air force. Yeah. They literally broke them by the time the Hellcat showed up, uh, which was ahead of its game. Uh, maybe not ahead of its game, but certainly the, uh, the best carrier fighter until they got the Corsair figured out, but they're very different planes. Mm -hmm. um, but the Hellcat pilots, whether they transitioned in from Wildcats or whatever, they were fighting the second and third rankers. Right, guys. Yeah. That um, um, I forget the the pilot, uh, one of the Sakai Saburo Sakai had said that they failed pilots, right. um, worse, uh, better than the guys they were sending later yeah. on. Yeah, right. um, he goes that it was it was just tragic because you know none of these kids were going to survive. Right. No. Well, no way the Japanese aircraft design, no armor, no. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. I mean, they, that wasn't even complacency. They just didn't have the capacity. Yeah. Exactly. You know, they, they, they knew their planes were good in 1939, mm -hmm. 1940. Not so good in 1942. And they yeah. knew that was going to happen. And then by 40, 
44 and 45. They were hopeless. Well, Hopefully I, will, I will add both those books to uh, both, yeah. his, both his books to my uh, reading list too, definitely. Yeah, so it's not just about the award. It's about the whole thing. And right. the third book, I'm going to have to start reading here. There is a third one? Okay. I will. Yeah, and those. to Tom your Cleaver? point, Tom, yeah. Tom Cleaver, Under the Southern Yeah, he's Cross. got yeah. so many. And to, to your point, he goes back, original sources, the original people, he's been friends with with people forever and he's writing about people that he's known for a long time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah no i think that's going to be good i'm going to have to look up uh mm -hmm. i'm going to have, have to look up the i'd send library. it to you but this one i read on kindle that's okay it's okay i'll find it we'll find it we got libraries in that here so it's all good we are civilized you know up here in the <laughs> you know we, we even read occasionally right jeff yeah I, I well i actually enjoy reading once in a yeah. while yeah, no, I do too. Get away from a screen, as exactly. you said. Yeah, exactly. there's there's a good book about Wake Island. I, I'll find the title for you. Okay. It, it's probably a good companionship to Midway. Talk about great leadership of an undersourced, under resourced facility uh, fighting off the Japanese. The Wake Island is a great story. Very cool. Very cool. So, all right, well, we'll link those two as well. <laughs> We're going to turn this into the, the uh, Military Book Club podcast. You know, I that's don't know right. that any of the other ones are talking about well, books, so right. we should talk about books. There you go. A fun autobiography is uh, Eric Winkle Brown. Or in a string, or, or uh, he, he, Eric Winkle Brown is one of the greatest test pilots ever. Ah, uh, yes, oh. yes, yes. I thought you were going to mention, uh, there's a book called uh, Give Me Back My String Bag. <laughs> about about the uh, swordfish pilot. Swordfish, yeah, oh, yeah yes, exactly. That's I a great a, one. <laughs> I got a forty-eight. I got a forty-eight scale to me on the stash. You know, I got that from yeah. a Goodwill sale. It keeps staring at me. So yeah, rigging, 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 rigging. I know, I know. And that's exactly what's keeping me <laughs> yeah, away but from it. That was rigid wiring. So I know, yeah. but there are sets available that yeah. will help you with they're that. That's a lot easier. Which, yeah, yeah, you get the know, flat, the flat yeah. metal, flattened yeah. metal, yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about um, our good friend, Sean's Custom Alt Tools. He was at Torcan, he had a good time, and let's talk about him a little bit. Here we go. Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's Custom Model Tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Microsole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is... Uh, purposely designed for the microscale set and sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95, you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base, and they actually have little magnets on it, so it helps keep them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time, and I can well recommend them. Let's talk a bit about those Goodman Model Super Sanding Blocks, namely the Value Pack Combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, just an amazing set, uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a, a sanding Super Sanding Block stand for it which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier, helps, helps things keep it organized. The other thing too is they have, they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes. It's basically a 3D printed thing. You put spools of your tapes, it's got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it and it's uh, 
really really good design uh, so yeah works out really well and yours for $19.95 so check out these and other amazing deals at seanscustommodeltools.com and uh, also on Facebook and tell them that the Scale Model Podcast sent you alright that's always good that's and great did, now, uh, did Sean bring his magnificent beard apparently he did that's what the rules uh. say always always <laughs> Um, okay, uh, and then we're going to have an interview uh, lined up with our good friends at Wonderfest. But I think what I'll do is, if they actually do it tomorrow, we'll just cut out this whole bit, and we'll just go right from the ad. All right, things we've seen. So, yeah, we were just talking about this. Modeling for a buck or two. Our good buddy from Model Airplane Maker, Chris, uh, had this recent blog post and got some cool ideas. We also had it at our local club meeting. We had some tips. So he talked here about stretch sprue, gap filling, and the one I love the most, and I do it, uh, you know, do yourself a favor, polishing sticks, head over to a buck or two or here in Canada, Dollarama, and get yourself one of these like nine-sided buffers, basically. Uh, it's, it's like a, three it's bucks. It's a nail buffer. It's a nail buffer. It's like, yeah, six, seven steps that got, you know, six different grits, and they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, some of those can't handle wet sanding, though, so be careful. Know, but but you know, no, some no, of them for three bucks, they, they aren't they, they aren't good for wet sanding, and and you have to be really careful because of the edges, because it's uh it, the the different sand the different grit grades roll around the edges a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you when you're sanding, you might get the a heavy grit line, so you have to be really careful. Yeah, yeah. but it's 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 it, it's it, it's kind of cool, um, and, you know. And there's also you know gap filling. Fill large graphs of styrene and topping them off with a touch of super glue. And yep. then, of course, you know, stretch through. We all used to make antennas out of this back before aftermarket. Yes. So, yeah, check out Chris's stuff. And, you know, like I said, he's just about finished the uh, Let's Get Pacific group build as well. Okay, the next one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so part of the thing in the interview, you heard me mention this. But did you know there is a massive review site out there that I have not been aware of before? It's actually a review committee at ipmsusa.org. So ipmsusa under reviews.ipmsusa.org. And members there do reviews. And this has been going on since 2009, I believe. Yes, January 2009. So they're up to over 1,984 pages with multiple reviews per page. And these include photos and stuff like that. And one of the things we mentioned to Davis, he's got to get this out there. This is a huge resource that I've never seen in search engines, so I don't know why, but it is fabulous. It's absolutely fabulous. Um, I don't know if it's available via the search. I haven't gone that far, but it includes books and more books and model kits. And yeah, it's awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just flipping through it while you're talking. You need to like you 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 need to know what you're looking for in a sense. Mm -hmm. You need to yeah. type yeah. into the search engine something that's going to get you close to what you want. Well, but, yeah, and I'm hoping you know I'm hoping they improve their search their search engine. But you know, let me just try B17 review. Oh my God, you're gonna get you're gonna get overwhelmed. I know, but I'm just. I'm I just wondering. typed in Mustang and it went on for like 10 pages. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? There is some stuff you can see right away if it's a review or not. Um, but again, you know, just, just troll through it. Yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of people knew about this. I asked, 
I asked some other people before we went to air and about half of them had no idea this existed. And these are experienced modelers. Like yeah. these are guys who've been around. Um, so there's another good reason to look at IPMS USA. This is great. You know, absolutely fabulous. And then, of course, we do mention, uh, we mentioned Nats and that's 2023.com. I put that in. And then Terry's added GCALs. This is the company yep. we're talking about, right? Yeah, I just uh, added the link to GCALs. Gus's um, mostly science fiction stuff, a lot of tri- lot of Trek stuff. Cool. Uh, and he will do custom do registries, custom. custom stuff for you. You can you, you can do the USS Lynn, Jeff, for your wife. Make her a spaceship. Oh, <laughs> definitely going to do that. Yeah, she'll, 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 she'll be very happy. <laughs> She may roll yeah. her eyes, but she'll so, be very happy. Yeah, including all the the yeah, Aztecing nice. and everything else. Yeah. If you want to do your Aztecing by decal, reasonable, reasonable value. Yeah, five thirty-seven scale refit for the Miranda, fifteen bucks. Yeah. Yep, tons of stuff. Ambassador class decal set with light boats. Yeah, when you have an enterprise, there's set. a challenging scheme. Yeah, I was reading someone on one of the. I think uh, one of the uh, sci-fi groups, he's been working on one, and he was asking the question, you know, is like the face strip supposed to be off-center? I'm not sure if I should mask or paint. And some people gave him some good advice, and then in the end he said, okay, the next time I'm masking. <laughs> yeah, uh, it it's, looked, it's it worked tough. Well. It worked Somebody well, had but... asked when we were judging or something how they did that, and it's like, well, on this one, they're using decals. Uh, well, that's easier. It's like, it sounds easier yeah, until yeah. you have to lay down the wallpaper decaling. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. yeah. So it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, they're both equally difficult to do. But like I said, just, just or the to... way the builder was doing it, he yeah. was kind of going, he was kind of going tongue in cheek. It was good. It was yeah. nice. You know, and then like I said, a couple of days later, you saw, okay, I did this. Now I'm going to do it the other way next time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was, it was good as well. And again, that's the camaraderie and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> that's what we need more in this hobby. So. All right. Anyone else have anything else before we talk about our good friends that return to kit form? I'm still going down this rabbit hole of Star Trek. We've lost Jeff Jeff again. Now, don't forget, Jeff, you know, we do have Anthony and Terry going, going down there. Do you want them to, do you want them to FaceTime you with the, the (laughs) no, I don't. No, I I know I'm the same. I know it'd be way too, I I got, I got two Valkyries apparently coming in from Neo Tokyo soon. He Mm. said they're on the way. Um, on the ship, so you know, I got enough things I gotta buy, and of course, Arma's 148 scale hurricane. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I got more stuff to build, and of course, palm size Musaru cups coming up. So, who knows, yeah. who knows what they're gonna torture me with there? So, well, um, you probably won't hear about that until like July, August, anyway, right? Well, it's usually at Nats, they announced it at Nats last time, and they were oh, did there. They? Yeah, last year, remember, they uh, they had yeah. one of the guys go down, and this is when I thought, uh, uh dave dave knight was winding me up because i thought you know he arranged to say oh look it's right up my alley um but no that's that's what they got so that's when they announced and they sent the email at the same time so we'll probably hear about it there um they have that i think they've also they've already they have to ask who's going to do it who the victims are and i think that's how they decide how can we wind up this person this person this person you know, it'll be it'll be a creature. It'll be a creature model. Maybe no, one of the old. I think it's going to be a ship. I think it's going to be a ship with Lady Photo Edge. Yeah, I'm you. the creature. The creature wouldn't be bad. Um, if it's a bust, well, we lose already. But you know, that's 
All right. So we will end this. So we're also sponsored by our good friends, Brett and Chrissy at Return to Kitform. Check out their web store, return the number two kitform.com. Uh, they are, he's working on some more masking sets for some new Valkyries coming out soon. So he's always busy there. Uh, your one choice, your best choice for Valkyrie mask sets. Uh, Terry and I both hope he does some more for some of the newer ones. We'll have to leave him an email about that, Terry. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a very good guy as well. You never yeah. know what else he comes up with. So more modeling goodness. Check out the other modeling podcasts at modelpodcast.com. Um, I am still revising the site there. I haven't done the other links because, you know, life happened. Um, I'm surprised Kentucky Dave and Kentucky, or Kentucky Mike hasn't wound me up yet. I'm sure he will. Um, but I will get that done soon as well. So, all right. So for episode 118 of the Scale Model Podcast, my name is Stuart Clark. I'm Jeff Hyland. I'm Terry Measley reminding you not to get complacent. Oh, nay. Well done. Well done. done. (laughs) Thank you. And and go to Wonderfest. Wonderfest. Yes, yes. You got you know it. What if if you're if if you play your cards right, you know Terry or Anthony may may may, may autograph a body part for you. So, <laughs> so, thank you, and be well.